This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I want you to think about how much you have changed in the last 20 years. How much have you changed since September 11th? I remember 4th of July, vaguely, vaguely, 4th of July, um, before September 11th as as just hot dogs and fireworks and barbecues and a chance to get together with friends, maybe go to the beach or whatever. And then September 11th happened and 4th of July took on a whole new meaning. And I can't speak for you or anybody else, but... That was a pretty amazing 4th of July. It was an amazing year. And that's what set 4th of July up to be very, very special for my family. When the older kids were young, every year we'd find something special to do. And this is, this is even before, this is right before September 11th. We try to find something really special to do. We'd go to see the fireworks in Boston. We'd go to the mall in D.C., the Rocky Steps, and the Art Museum in Philadelphia. And every year we would look for something special to do. And it became almost like Christmas with our family. It became a very important holiday. So much so that every 4th of July we'd print up family T-shirts of where we had been and what we were doing for that 4th of July, and it was special. Until one year in Philadelphia, I was really excited because Elton John's one of my favorite performers, and he was the featured performer for the 4th of July Independence Celebration there in Philadelphia. And I didn't realize until, uh, until the fireworks that the city had actually sold the night to a group that made the independence celebration into an AIDS awareness event, which explained suddenly why I noticed there weren't any red, white, and blue anything anywhere. And why I hadn't heard a single word spoken about America, about the founding, about the principles that made us independent, about what that city even meant. Until Elton John, right before the fireworks, said, this is the largest AIDS event in world history. Look at how many people here are here to wake each other up about AIDS awareness. And I remember looking at the people at the blanket next to us and went, that's a good cause and everything, but I didn't know that's why we were, I thought we were here for 4th of July. Not a word was spoken. And then the fireworks started. And during the fireworks, we had, I guess, Americana, maybe. We had Born in the, Fourth, uh, Born in the USA, which is an anti-American song. And that stupid James Brown song, Living in America, that I can't take another single spin of. And quite honestly, that was the point where I had a turning point. I said, I can't do these, I can't do these big things anymore because they don't make sense. 
And I began to be disillusioned with what we are and who we are and what we're really all about, what means something to us. We had become a people that was celebrating the 4th of July and not Independence Day. It was the next year, a couple of years after, I was asked to be in the biggest 4th of July parade in the country, and it was in Provo, Utah. It is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade for the patriotic crowd. It is amazing. And I was thrilled to be there. And I remember, I, I mean, I was more excited to see the crowd than anybody was to see me in the back of a stupid car. But I would, Tanya and I were there and the kids were in the car and we had a blast seeing the people who were there all dressed up with the red wagons and everything else and the kids with the, with the shirts and the flags and, and it meant something to this town of people. And I felt at home. I was asked to host what's called the Stadium of Fire, which is billed as the largest fireworks show in the nation. It's really cool. It was started by the Osmonds years ago. And I loved it. And one year, uh, I think it was the second year, I had to play Professor Harold Hill at the very beginning. And they thought it would be funny for me to come out and say, there's trouble. There is trouble. Well, what they didn't know is that's one of our family's favorite films, and my daughter was in love. She was probably five at the time and in love with Professor Harold Hill. And so when I came in in Professor Harold Hill's outfit and hat, she went nuts. But as I became more involved in that event, I, uh, I saw some of the original partners of the event aging out and some of the younger producers all from Hollywood were starting to see the event more as a concert for big names over the big feelings and even bigger giant ideas. And reality was coming home. My rose colored or better yet red, white and blue colored glasses were beginning to come off. I started to really, I'm telling you this story because of what happened to me on Tuesday. I gave up hope on 4th of July. I gave it up about two summers ago when I spoke in Logan, Utah. I was up on vacation in Idaho and Logan had asked me to come down for their event and I did. I, I Thinking that this would be ground zero for America's principles. The local newspaper made a big deal of, of how I shouldn't be there and some of the town leaders spoke out against me speaking. And I understood part of that. I mean, I'm a divisive figure, et cetera, et cetera. But I wasn't speaking on politics. I was speaking about George Washington and principles and character. And I was followed by an amazing patriotic concert that had a full orchestra and choir. And it was amazing, really amazing. But I was told by some members uh, that were singing and playing that the organizers wanted to go in a different direction the next year. And maybe bring in some big name concert acts. And I haven't checked to see if they actually did that or not. I just gave up. I just gave up. I told my wife, I didn't want to go to 4th of July celebration. She just looked at me and I said, I just don't want to do it. Fireworks and I can't do it. So I spent Tuesday or was it Monday? Was Monday the 4th of July? Monday. I spent Monday teaching my kids about the Bill of Rights by living out the Second Amendment. We went shooting. 
All day we went shooting. And my wife wore me down. She's like, Glenn, this is important for the kids. We're going to go watch the fireworks. So we went to a town called Lewiston, Utah. It's right across the border in Idaho. About 800 people live there, if that. Tanya insisted, and I'm glad she did. It's in a simple part of, I mean, it's, it's, it's Main Street. It's right in the center of town. There's this little, I guess, baseball diamond. It's a town's green space. It's right next to the firehouse. And there is a flag that's not part of the firehouse. It, it's actually on somebody's lawn. There's this cute little house on the corner, and it's got a flag there that we walked past. And at the base of the flagpole, it had a stone that said, once freedom is lost, it's lost forever. I know that to be a quote from John Adams, but I didn't have to know that because it said, dash, John Adams. And what was remarkable about this flagpole and that stone is it wasn't old. It's, it looks to be maybe five years old. Somebody in the last five years found that important. I took the lawn chair out and we sat in the very back. Tried to kind of sneak in at the right before it happened and just kind of be with the family and My daughter spotted a dog and thought it was cute. And it was on the other side of this fence. And before long, I heard my name. And my daughter had explained where we were from and where we live and why we were up in that area. And he, the guy looked at, all of a sudden realized, oh my gosh, this must be Glenn Beck's daughter. And he looked up and he looks right at me and says, Glenn Beck? And so I got up and I said hello. His name is Brandon Rogers, and he lives in that house, and I met him and those who live there, and his home backed up to the park. And we stood there for a while, talking over the fence. What a patriot he is, and his wife. They're maybe in their 20s, early 30s. He told me that they had married, and in 2013, she had moved away from her family home in India to come to America. He shared his fears of what might be coming our way due to our loss of common sense and the sense of right and wrong and integrity. He said, we really have passed all the exits and the bridge is out just ahead, isn't it? And I said, yeah. His beautiful wife spoke for a minute. Her humility and kindness was remarkable. She said, we're trying to buy this house. We had to save up for the house. And she said, you know, we don't have a lot of money. We're really quite broke, as you know, when you buy your first house. As we begin our life together as a family, trying to buy our house, tough to do. Tough to do anything else beside that. But she started to speak and tears started to form in her eyes. And she said... We fought so hard in this last political campaign. She said, we just knew we had to do all we could to save this nation. She said, but people don't see the difference between a lie and a truth anymore. And this Indian woman 
with her voice cracking, told me about the love of this country and how she sees us as a country of miracles and blessings and miracles and blessings that nobody here seems to even notice. I didn't say much after that. I think we all knew the fundamental transformation is complete and perhaps, perhaps God will save us in his mercy from ourselves. It was a simple night made up of real people. My kids were playing with kids just running around. We watched them as kids have no fear of making new friends when they're young enough just joining in on other people's games. People who restored my faith in the gathering we call the 4th of July fireworks. And to think, it was all done without celebrity singers or high ticket prices or even a soundtrack. They didn't have a sound system there, so we watched it in silence, which I thought was much better than hearing Born in the USA one more damn time. I wanted to thank Lewiston today, a little town that most of America will never see, but I saw. Thank you, Lewiston, for changing my view of the holiday that has changed over the last 15 years. I used to cry at the fireworks out of uber patriotism. Then I cried over hope and belief that there was enough of us to pull our country back from the brink. Then I cried at the loss of my country and feared for the future of my children. And then I saw the emptiness of it all. Empty words, music, and rituals. But this year on 4th of July... I saw perhaps a better America. One where our eyes are still wide open, where we recognize the trouble we're in, and even more, the trouble we're still headed for. And yet we remain committed to our principles. We come together. We tell each other the hard truth without guile, blame, or anger. And we need meet the new Americans who see us for who we really can be, not who we've allowed ourselves to become. The real 4th of July doesn't happen in stadium shows. The real spirit of independence can happen again today, and most likely it is happening. Because there's something really right and true There's something just special that happens when Americans simply talk to one another over the backyard fence in our small towns. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.